It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back, combatants, to the Lucky Die. Previously, Lafian organizes the team, Raul wears their sea cleats, Squash takes a couple of tumbles, and Zoltana says goodbye to her new friends. Having overcome the dangers of the sea, the ship and the crew choose to await the hero's return. Now upon Gieta, the heroes themselves are stranded on a frozen tundra without shelter, direction, or allies. How much further is their trip going to take them? Does anyone still live here? And what dangers await them on the continent? I guess we're about to find out. Welcome back to the Lucky Die. you are standing on the glacier there is nothing but ice ahead of you and you look to the right you can see the cliffs that are made of like this dark very sheer cut stone off to the right and to the left of you but the ice extends forward and goes to the side you can see very far off in the distance maybe what looks like leafless trees maybe a mountain further off but they are so far in the distance that it might only be squash that could see them hmm. what do you want to do do we see any uh, giant ships that may have split in half? How many Titanics no. do we see? Zero. Okay. It's, it's not that iceberg, guys. We're good. Uh, not quite, no. The ground we're standing on, is it snow or is it sheer ice? Um, Squash, as you look below you, you see that it's essentially sheer ice, but looking into it with your ridiculous natural perception, um, you can see that there are things that have been frozen into it. Maybe plants and berries uh, maybe the odd unfortunate animal um, there are things mixed in with this ice so this would be an area that thaws and freezes regularly correct yeah we are in the middle of winter yeah. or start you're at the very 
beginning of winter, yes. Uh, you're on day 88 for reference, um, which means it's date night with Odette, and it also means that Ral can break through to the stalking again. Ral can break on through to the other side. Correct. Insert guitar riff. Uh-huh. Which, which would be great uh, if Spectre were around, but he hasn't been. <laughs> Spectre's probably at the border of Gita, like, banging on the wall, like, I can't <laughs> <laughs> Well, unless you find a way to break through to the stalking, I will not comment upon this. Okay. The winds are beginning to whip up a little bit. Um, like the loose snow that is on the ground is kind of like, you know, kind of like you see like the drifts of snow just going through the air. It's it's a bit like that. Um, off in the distance, the wind is definitely much uh, stronger than it is here by the coast. Um, did Fazia give us a rough idea? Because I don't remember from last recording. Did Fazia give us a rough idea where the uh, settlement was that uh, she had been at? Um. When um, when Fizia had been taken down here, um, they kind of floated to the coast, and then the kind of the board that they were surviving on would have floated backwards, uh, back towards where Gita was, and eventually got rescued much, much later. They have seen Gita; they'd never stepped foot on Gita. Well, Squash is grabbing his like um, warm clothes or whatever he has, like some kind of a cloak, I think it was, uh, and like wrapping it a little bit tighter. Okay. <clears throat> It's not as cold as I thought it would be, but this sucks. So I hate this. Uh, It'll I get worse by nightfall. We need to get moving. I hate all of this. The yes. ship, the dragonborn, the runway. I don't want any part of it. And Raw kind of pops down, kind of tired. <laughs> <laughs> it is the morning. I, I want to throw that out He's there. It's morning. He's exhausted himself mentally. Right. It's kind of too late for that now. Um, I I see something in the distance. It could be mountains. It could be cover. Maybe something. Um, if if we head over there, we 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 well, we can at least start walking. Uh, uh, just keep an eye out for anything that looks like human-made, man-made, people-made. What lives here? Assumably people, based on my research dragon made i don't know about dragons but that didn't really come up in the studies i don't know well i know it sucks here but we have to move man it sucks everywhere sucks in the marius sucks on the boat sucks here well then at least we can have it be where it sucks where it's warmer Bounce up, uh, or Laffian will put a hand down to Ral to pick him back up. Yeah, Ral's getting up. <laughs> he'll get, he'll, he'll let you help him. Okay. He uh, is just if you, complaining. If you guys wouldn't mind, um, I'm going to try to do some scouting. Just somebody make sure I don't accidentally wander off in the wrong direction. Just if I start veering off course, just little nudge on the shoulder. <laughs> Uh, Squash, Squash just grabs onto your like sleeve and starts walking forward. <laughs> that works. Thank you. Um, yeah, you're welcome. He is going to uh, close his eyes and focus, and mm -hmm. uh, the third eye on his forehead is going to pop open in between his tattoo, and uh -huh. the eye is going to pop out, and it's going to start flying up into the air. Um, he's going to be okay. using his wandering eye ability. 
Uh, could you uh, click that for me? Yep. As your invisible eye sensor like goes directly upwards, I require you to make a perception roll, please. Perception... 23. Surprisingly. On a 23, sort of just outside the edge of this, like, f- as you go up, off in the distance, you see this lifeless forest. It's got very dark bark. Its branches are long and empty. Maybe the remains of a bird nest on it, but that's very rare. Just beyond that, you see that there is a walled city. Town, sorry. There is a walled town. The walls themselves have collapsed a little bit here and there. There are buildings that are still standing, but there are others that have clearly collapsed under abandonment. It's not particularly big. It is well fortified, or it would have been, if it was still in its heyday. That's all I'm going to give you. And it's beyond that dead forest ahead yes. of us? Yep. Okay, beyond so... Beyond the dead forest. As he sees this, um, Lafayne's going to be saying this to the rest of the group. I can see there's a settlement beyond the dead forest ahead of us. It's... It doesn't look very well put together. How so? Looks like there were, there was well-fortified walls and buildings, but some of it seems to have fallen into disrepair. It's, it doesn't look like it may be abandoned as far as I can tell. I, I can't see very well from here, but as we get closer, perhaps it'll, things will be a little bit better. I'll be able to see for the next hour or so from far above. I'll try to keep an eye out for anything coming towards us. Yeah, if that city used to be walled, there surely is something out here to be afraid of. Keep an eye out. I'll keep an eye from above. Was that a weird pun for yourself? Keep an eye out? Uh, V, anyways, yeah, we're walking towards the uh, town. Negative inspiration. (laughs) Own your puns. (laughs) (laughs) As the four of you make your way northwards towards the dead forest... The winds begin to pick up quite a lot. The kind of loose snow that is laying on the ground is beginning to... It's beginning to affect how far you can see. After an hour or more of walking, laughing, you have a much better idea of what this city looks like. You can tell that there is maybe one or two buildings that are still possibly functional. They have a roof that has clearly been maintained within the last few years, few months. There is one building in particular which is kind of square with an opening in the middle, again square. But what really piques you about that is that there is no snow in there. You can see the fires in there. You can see like grey granite ground. Everything around it is however covered in snow and falling apart. There is someone here. And then like your third eye begins to vanish out because it's an hour. Yeah. Okay. As your eye begins to vanish out, The rest of you notice nothing around you. It's just cold snow. There is just wind picking up this snow and blocking some of your vision. And you arrive at the edge of this dead, broken forest. My vision has expired, but I was able to get at least somewhat of a glimpse. There's somebody there. There's an area in particular that was very void of snow. Looks like there was only maybe two buildings that were maintained. You think this is where our tests are? 
I I don't think this is going to be where the test is, but I, honestly, I'm not entirely sure where to start with that. My best guess is that we need to find somebody who knows where on this continent the Sentinels originally touched down. If there were to be a place that would at least give us some hints, it's most likely going to be that. If there's a person here, mayhaps they know or at least know where another nearby settlement might be or something. We're kind of just here information gathering right now. Who's leading the group? I have a feeling it would be Squash. But then again, Squash is holding on to Bluffy, and so it might be somebody else. Mm, you probably would have been leading then, because I was basically just being dragged along so I could see. Mm. Without tripping over my <laughs> okay. own feet. We're also not confident enough that he knows like what's going on or what tests he's <laughs> looking for or anything. To And there's no doors here. We don't need Lord of the Doors at the front yet. Damn it. <laughs> Unless there's a door on a tree, in which case, V, did you plan this? Are we what about to step into Halloween world? <gasps> I hope so. This? Uh, this is Halloween. This is... Uh, no. Um, <laughs> this is Giada. This is Giada. <laughs> it's October when we're recording this. <laughs> However... <laughs> it's gonna be... Early next year when this comes out. Um, <laughs> Listen, this is valid for Halloween and Christmas. Are, as you are leading the group through the forest, like dodging around this, finding that even the underbrush here seems to be quickly dead, as you break through some of these branches, like there's the tiniest amount of green and sap in it. It's not been long that these things have been dead. Maybe a quick shock of frost has killed them outright. As you walk through, as you get near to some of the trees and the ground beneath you rumbles a little bit. I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Oh. Uh-oh. Dun, dun, dun. All of us, or? Just you. You're at the front. All right. Well, we picked the right person at the front. That would be a 15. Which I is why the four. Was, uh... <laughs> Did you add Zoltana's? Nope. Oh no, wait, yeah, Sultana gives us a plus four if I remember correctly, so that's a 19. Thank you, V. <laughs> Paladins. Paladins, hey. you're, you're broken. Um, as you, screw it, I say Sultana is, is the reason you live. Um, as you step forward, you hear the cracking of one of these dead trees as a very strong gust of wind basically just breaks one of the branches above and it comes falling down on top of you. But whatever it is, the internal rage, you feel that perhaps these trees may just try and kill you, you jump backwards and the branch lands painlessly in front of you. (sighs) Okay. Are we going to write that off as coincidence or is something trying to kill us? I assume that was just the wind. Take another step forward. Cross takes two steps forward. I think if the tree were trying to kill you, it did a bad job by falling on its face first. And also it went for the smallest, hardest to see one of us. It just seems strange that, you know, I think it's fine. It's probably Well, fine. if the tree is trying to attack us, don't give it advice. <laughs> no, I don't think it is. Look, it just fell on its face. Okay, I get the hit. I'll keep moving. Well, I think you might be barking up the wrong tree. 
Well, I was gonna have Rao do a deck save, <laughs> but after that, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I need all of you to make dexterity saves as the branches around you begin to crack and break I and fall downwards. I fucking called it. <laughs> Jesus of Christ. Okay. <laughs> Wait, was I a bit loud there? This one just fell on its face, though. Hooray! Hey. Oh, the, first, the first one is actually just a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> but then you pissed off the tree. <laughs> they couldn't just leave this alone. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> All right, uh, Zoltana, what did you get? Uh, I got a... What is... Hold on, I got to add my thingy, right? Because I have a saving throw. Yeah, I can add... Four. Four, so... Twenty. Okay, Zoltana, you saved, but you take two points of bludgeoning damage. Ral, what did you get? I got 25. You have that automatic ev- evasion thing, you don't take damage, BS, yeah? Yes. Yeah, a branch lands near you, and uh, yeah, you very nimbly dodge out of the way. <laughs> um, Laffian, what did you get? 11. Is this the whole woods rumbling uh, we're and in doing this now? I'm assuming. You are in the woods. Or is it just still this one You're... tree that's attacking us? <laughs> no, 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 no. How many branches this is are... The trees in your vicinity okay, that could drop branches on you are, are dropping okay, branches it's on the whole you. Forest. The other ones around you that are nowhere near you are not dropping their branches. They're not losing their sting. Um, We're outnumbered. Uh, Lafian, you failed and you take four points of bludgeoning damage. How? Sorry. And squash. That would be a 27. And you also do that stupid dodge thing. Yeah. What do y'all want to do now? If we stop moving, do they stop throwing branches at us? You freeze in place. You stay completely still. Yes. Yeah. Get your companions to also stay completely still. Guys, yeah. stop moving. Stop moving for a second. See if it stops. You sure? The branches don't appear to be moving. It's movement based. <laughs> Squash like is gonna stealth forward. I'm not gonna move. You're going to try and stealth forward. Yeah. Go ahead. My <laughs> assumption is not that I can hide, but the assumption is that I can make myself less loud. Move quietly. That's the word. Uh, that would be... In 3.5, I think it actually would be called move silently. Yeah, it is. Uh, 26. I just need to check the specifics of how this works. Testing the boundaries. Now the question is... Are the roots covered in the ice enough to where you walking is not going to make them crush and set them off like little rooty p- pressure plates? <laughs> I'm I'm going to go with Squash is going to be able to like very slowly pick his way around it. Um, yeah. You take a few steps forward and you narrowly dodge some of these roots. You can see where the snow is piled up on what would be roots. You very slowly, very calmly, very quietly make your way a few steps forward and... Nothing falls upon you. I, like, just with hand signals, I just kind of point at Laffian, who was, like, right next to me. And then I point at my tiny footsteps, which are probably a lot smaller than his shoes. And then, like, yes. <laughs> ah. Like, Squash realizes how unfunctional that plan is. <laughs> I get what you're putting down. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Okay, so uh, Laffian will try following next, um, stepping where uh, Squash's footprints are in the snow. 
I will allow for an advantage in this situation because you are taking the same steps as uh, squash, so you know where the roots and where they aren't, so that gives you a little bit more of an advantage. All right. Not great at stealth. Oh, okay. 21. Ooh. You very tentatively put your foot down in these tiny little footprints, just very slowly down. You lift your foot down, realize that you have to put it forward a little bit more because squash would have avoided it, whereas your feet are so much larger. And eventually you make it to where squash is, unharmed. Telepathically to Rollins, Zoltana, he'll say, step where I stepped. Be very careful. Okay. Hmm. Who wants to go next? Uh, I'll go. Okay. I'm going to step wherever he stepped. Do you, do you need me to roll some stealth? Yeah, stealth, please. I believe you have the boots, which negates the um, disadvantage from your armor if you're wearing it. So, so I'm going to, I'm just going to put it on an advantage then? Because it's... Uh, if you're not wearing your armor, your stealth is at advantage. But if you are wearing your armor, it's just a straight roll. I'm rolling, I'm wearing my armor, but I'm also wearing my boots. So should I just, so then it's just a... a straight roll, yeah. So I got a three. Got a three. As you put your first foot down, like the elven boots kind of like guide your and quietly put your foot down as you put the second foot down. Crack. And a bunch of leaves fall down upon your head. I need you to make a dexterity saving throw, please. Yep, yep. Sorry, a bunch of branches. A bunch of... Not the leaves. Those are so <laughs> heavy and painful. Not the bees. <laughs> They're everywhere. They're in my eye. <laughs> wow. Uh, so that was a nine. <laughs> so that's a 13. With your 13. So it's a 13. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, you take five bludgeoning damage as these branches <laughs> land upon your head and like smack into the side of your chest Wee. as they kind of like hit the ground. They rolled really badly and I'm disappointed in them. <laughs> this? Okay. But you make it to where Squash and Laugh, you know. Okay. Can I just say, we already did our Wizard of Oz episode. So I don't I don't uh-huh. understand why we're being attacked by trees again. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I don't remember because if we the Wizard of Oz episode that, happened. But I'm just saying like that's a Wizard, the Wizard of Oz, of Oz, Oz episode happened 5 months ago. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's going 5 months between when this uh, Wizard of Oz comes out and when this episode comes out. It's a big old while. Um Okay, you take 5 points of bludgeoning damage but you make it to where Laffin and Squash are. Um, okay. Ral. Hmm. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Uh, the same thing. Okay. Then I need a dexterity saving throw, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know what Neil is like. Neil would be like, oh yeah, I run up the side of a tree and jump from branch well, to branch. I mean, Fuck these branch falling things. And then the Naruto theme song starts playing. The... The tree hurt itself to try to like attack us. All right, if I start, if I threw my limbs at things every time I got scared, I'd run out of them really quickly. So I feel bad for the tree. I don't want to like startle it anymore and make it lose any more limbs. All right, I'm not going to touch it if I can avoid it. If I can avoid it, I have no reason to kick the tree. But Neil, you gotta stick it to them. That's going in my log as a bad pun. <laughs> Everyone gets what. <laughs> Deck safe, please, Neil. <laughs> 21. Plus, well, it's all Thomas out of my range, so 21. You wish. Uh, it, but, um, yep. Um, you... Stop this. <laughs> you make it to the others 
unscathed. Um, no more branches seem to fall around you. Um, Squash, I'm going to have you take the lead on the stealth check to get you guys through this forest. All right. So it's just a straight stealth roll, please. It's going to be difficult, just as a heads up. All right. Roll good, my friend. Yes. That's a 30. That's a 30, my friend. Very quietly, and it does take a lot more time than you'd want. You do manage to get everyone through this forest of disruptive trees. (laughs) Not much more damage is taken. Maybe the odd thwack on the back of the head and you manage to hold everyone up. You find sections where it's easier for you to stop other sections that are just take a very big detour to get around but you do get everyone through relatively unscathed it's probably the other side of noon at this point like you're like early afternoon sort of thing you've been traveling for a while to get here was a while to get through the forest ahead of you covered in snow that has been piling up drifting up you can see a wall a wall constructed of granite but this wall has begun to fall down There are pieces of it that have just laying flat. There are big holes in this wall that you could just walk straight through. The snow here has been piled up so high that the wall is barely a metre tall. But you can tell just from looking at, from how the things are around it, this wall would have been many, many, many feet tall. A lot of the buildings are buried under this snow. You can just see like little bits of chimneys or little bits of roof here and there. As you venture a bit further, as you look further into this city, you can see that the snow has been cleared out in places. There's a very obvious track that leads from the building that Laffian saw, one of the bigger ones, the one that had the opening in the centre of it where the fire had been burning and cleared all the snow away. You see there's a very obvious track that has been cut into the snow that leads further north. Other than that, you don't spot a soul. You don't see anyone moving. You don't see any smoke coming from any of the chimneys nor from the building that is the most intact. What do the four of you want to do? Should I take a look inside? Might be a good idea if you proceed cautiously and quietly. I think it may be best if Zoltana and I waited here. Okay, I'll go look. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm not good at cautious or quiet. And we don't know if this is a resident or perhaps someone who moved in after the residents left, or worse. If there's someone there, I might not be able to talk to them, though. If someone's there, just observe them, get a description, and then come back. Okay, I'll send Tio. If I'll send Tio back to get you. Meta question. question. Don't you have the tongue of the moon and sun? You can speak every language. Uh, Does Ral yeah. not remember that? Or no, Neil didn't. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I I, th- I didn't know where we were on that because it, again, it's such a it's such a gamey thing. I didn't want to. Yeah, you're right. I will cut okay. that. <laughs> I can talk to everyone. Uh, I will send Tio back to get you. If it's dangerous, just come back yourself. Yeah. I'll be right back. Okay. So, Team Sneak Part 3? <laughs> the Sneakening. <laughs> I tried naming episode Sneak. <laughs> All right, Sneak 3 Part 3, the, 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 the vengeance. Um, With the, the vengeance, thank you very team, much. <laughs> the two of you 
make your way quietly, I'm assuming, towards the building. I need you both to roll stealth checks for me, please. I think Squash's intention is to make or let Ral take the lead. Okay. Uh, so that if this person spots uh, Ral, then Squash still is hidden and we can actually see what this person tries to do when there's only one person approaching them rather than a group. Okay. Um, so you two make the plan that you split off just slightly from each other. Okay. What did Neil, uh, sorry, what did Ral get? 18. And what did Squash get? 33. Today is my lucky day. Ooh. As the pair of you very quietly sneak your way towards this building, it's probably like a 20-minute very quiet movement. As you're walking, it becomes very apparent that the snow is just that level of thickness that your footprints are going to get left behind. So you find ways of spreading that out, disturbing the snow as little as possible. Ral, unfortunately, not quite as proficient at this as Squash, who essentially just blends into the quietness of this area i am in bright yellow (laughs) as you make your way towards this building the snow itself like you've been walking in the drift a bit begins to like flatten down and you find that the area around the building not that you could see it from where you were has been cleared so the pathways themselves have been cleared you can see the the kind of cobblestone effect that is on the ground next to this granite building with this very thick, recently repaired wooden roof, slanted to allow the snow to sleep, uh, to to allow the snow just to fall off. There are windows here, and Ral, you get a lot closer than Squash. Squash, Squash doesn't need to get quite as close to see what is going on, and you become aware that staring at you through one of these wil- windows on the side of the wall are two very big eyes. They're of kind of a leathery, greyish skin. Their ears are just huge and floppy, and they have a very long, elongated <laughs> nose. What, hold on. What do you want to do? You have been spotted. Squash has not. No, yeah, I'm trying to imagine the thing you just said, though. It's wild. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I know what you... I, yeah. I. Okay. Oh, am I scared of it? I'm going to make a concept. <laughs> We'll see if you're scared of it, now. <laughs> oh, wait. Con saves aren't that anymore. Hold on. I mean, con saves aren't that right. anymore. Uh, well, if I roll a one on a con save, it's 11. Bad. So, uh, uh, no, it is a three. So what did you get? I got a three. So I'm out. Oh, your con is plus zero, isn't it? Uh, no, we're not. Remember, we had said it in the last session that uh, because Rawls has that new ability, which makes all of his saving throws like ridiculous and unfailable. Yeah, that con, it's just going to be a twenty one split. We gonna, it's going to be a yeah, D20 the con one was the one fail. that we were going to mess with. It's going to be yeah. yeah. All right. Okay, so your con one is the one that we're messing with. On a three, you see this creature, and it is staring at you. Its eyes move <laughs> around uncontrollably, and then it seems to focus on you. You see, like, kind of them beginning to breathe heavily. Their kind of very large ears just kind of flex upward, and you see how big it truly is. And then you see it turn and run out of the room that it is in. You hear the sound of footsteps squash. You can hear this now. Very large footsteps that begin to, you would almost say, like, shake the earth a little. Ral? I would like you to roll your weapon attack against yourself, please. <laughs> okay. Uh, 16. 
then you take eight damage. Uh, it is out of your line of sight. I did not expect um, it to be so big. <laughs> is Rawl out? This thing's about like Rawl's out. eight foot tall, like something like that. Tio can go get the rest of you, but I think Rawl's out, so. <laughs> For Sultana and Lafian, it's very easy to spot Tio flying towards you. Um, like a, a tiny dragon-based missile. Um, you see that it's flying towards you at some speed and seems to be flying uh, uncontrollably um, as they kind of make their way towards trying to get you. What do the three of you want to do? Uh, I mean, <laughs> Squash wants to incite this creature if it's looking aggressive or playful. I need you to insight then. Thank you. I know I'm being a uh, complete shit here, but I don't know. Oh no, insight is not one of my good skills. I'm not gonna pass this. Yes, yes, yes. Ah, yes. but I rolled oh. 18, so 21. <laughs> Today <laughs> is my day. The creature looked more shocked and confused than anything else. They're kind of like their eyes moving around were more scanning to see what was around and they didn't spot you, thankfully. And you see them running out. They seem to be excited. Initially confused, but more excited. Um, yeah, that's what you get from this creature that you see. Uh, and we see Tio doing a thing? Yep. Zoltana, I think that's Haku. Right, let's go. We go at a brisk uh, pace, but not at a sprint. Okay, I was about to say, with decorum, stealth, but uh, I think it's just the walk-up approach. Uh, okay, it's going to take you a little while to come into this scene, so I'll, Power I'll walk. drag you in when you're ready. Power walking. Okay. <sighs> Squash. Um, Ral, in TA, you can, you can see that the others are now coming back towards you, so you can come back to yourself. Um, Squash, what you see is you see that that this creature, it leaves through the north part of the building. You can't exactly see where, but you can see it rounding the corner and coming around to where Ral is, and you see it much better now. Um, it has large grey ears. It has a very long, elongated nose. One might call it a trunk. Um, has tiny little, little oh tusks. Oh, my God. Yep, um, <laughs> this thing is about eight feet tall. <laughs> and... They're wearing a very thick jacket um, that goes, that basically covers everything from their neck downwards. Um, Their trunk is, however, not. Um, And you see them rushing towards where Ral is laying on the ground, having gone into Tio. And you see them rush over. They seem, you would guess, maybe kind of old. They're rushing, but in that manner of like someone who is much older, um, it's a little bit slower. Um, But they rush over and they kind of try and pick up Rao but they don't seem to have the strength so they just settle for putting their arms under his like uh, like under where his shoulders are and like they're trying to drag him back to the building it's bipedal yes okay there we go I missed that part okay when it's trying to pick him up my brain broke trying to imagine that do you not know what this is? I know what it is now. I, I originally thought it was what it's based off. Did you think it was just a fucking elephant in a building? <laughs> yes, yes. 
I was mad. Athar confused. was not ready to address the elephant in the room. <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah, inspiration for that one. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm holding on to my inspirations. Just a Vegan feral, the- just a feral snow elephant in its in its <laughs> natural habitat, a cabin. Oh, <laughs> Nothing to see here. Su- Squash, wouldn't real that good be at a nature. Sweet fight against a mammoth. Oh, that would be cool as shit. Is it, a, is it fluffy? Is it a mammoth? Uh, it's got gray no, skin. It's yeah. just a so okay. yeah. uh, All right. Uh, it's okay. So, like, Squash would assume that. Okay, Jesus. It's older. It's trying to track. Oh, fuck. Raul, you fucker. confused and then excited. <laughs> like, Raul, Raul is back in his body. He's back in, like, full of sense. Um, like, having come back from <laughs> T.O. or not entirely Raul's choice. Oh, my goodness. But I, you're, you're awake to this trunk, like, maybe yeah. a few inches from your own face. Like, <laughs> but they, they appear to be dragging you. They, they're trying, like, you hear very, oh, you have the moon and the stars thing, right? Um, tongue of the moon, whatever it is. You hear them very quietly whispering under the bus, like, <laughs> it's okay, it's okay, I'll get you in. Ugh, but I'm a little too old for this. My old bones. <laughs> Mood. <laughs> so, wherever Squash is, he has his hand crossbow trained on that thing and is just waiting for it to make the wrong move. Oh my goodness. Uh, Rawl is trying to like, seeing that it's kind of struggling a little bit. And yeah. uh, once again, initial shock when he like is coming to and this thing is there. And then as he t- like takes in more information about like what it's doing, uh, where it's taking him, um, he like tries to pick himself up, I guess, and put more of the his own weight on himself. <laughs> yeah, Not yeah, necessarily that makes sense. running um, because, you know, now he's heard it talking and Yeah, as as um as this person becomes aware that you are like more conscious now and that you're awake and you're beginning to like uh like move, they very carefully stop and put you down. Um and they look down at you. Um their eyes kind of focusing in on you now and they say what are you doing here? Come inside, please. Raw waves kind of nervously. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like lying on the ground, like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, they look down at you and uh, yeah, they say, What are you doing here? It's so cold. Come inside. Um, okay. Who are you? My name's Elazar. And you? Elazar? E-L-E-A-Z-A-R. Ah, I spelled it. <laughs> Elazar. Uh... Uh, hi, I'm Raul. Raul Shack. Hi, Raul. Come. It's too cold for my old bones out here. <laughs> and you see them like pulling the coat that they're wearing like much, much tighter around themselves. They're beginning to shiver. Still not 100% sure Raul is going to follow them. And as he like thinks he's clear <laughs> to, he's going to like turn his head and look over his shoulders and. 
as exactly that moment is when the th- you can basically see um, Lafian and Zoltana. Squash is still nowhere to be seen, but you would assume probably nearby. Um, yeah, Raal, um, Lafian and Zoltana, as you see this kind of large um, humanoid just like looking down at Raal, who is laying on the ground, um, you see them pull their coat much, much closer around them and like begin to like walk a little bit away. Backing away from Raul or like? It's backing away from Raul, yeah. Raul's getting up and starting to follow it and looks behind his shoulders to y'all. Yeah, you would you would see Lafian and Zoltana at that point. Just curious as to like if he's going to be going and doing this alone, which he's completely fine with. Uh, or And y'all are going to like watch and make sure it's cool at first. It's just up to you, but he's going to follow and he just looks back to y'all to see what y'all are doing. Laughing's just going to approach. Being that you're not dead, you don't look like you've been physically abused in any way outside of your own doings. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, do you understand common? Um, you see them jump a little. Um, they did not hear or expect you at all. After they just looked, there was nothing there, and they turn around and suddenly um, yourself and Zoltana are there. And you see them jump a little, and they just stare at you. Puts his hands up. Uh, he's going to try speaking in... Um, he's going to rotate through Elvish, Dwarvish, and then Undercommon and see if it picks up on any of those. And say the same thing. You, Do you understand what I'm saying? The, you see them shake their heads. We're all will ask. Um, what are you... They're, they're saying hi. Um... Oh. They don't know how to talk to you. Oh, that's not surprising. Uh, I've never, never been to Discora in here, please. Um, um, So tell them I say hello and to come in. It's it's unpleasant. I will leave the door unlocked. I have to. I must go. It's okay. And she turns and walks towards the front of the building. Um, what's what's that name again? El is Elazar. Elazar. A R at the end, or yeah, A R. Elazar. Okay. From Bless White Tiger. Thank you. Elazar um, is not surprised you can't talk. Obviously, never been to Discora. Hmm. And Rock gets like kind of close and whispers, so it's not like being rude. <laughs> uh, she's gone. Like she's gone inside the building. You hear the, like the creaking open of like this like really big door and it closing again. Is this a keynote person? I've seen Am I? the the cats. And the birds. Am I familiar with this race? You're not familiar with it, but you could roll a history check yourself, and uh, basically all of you could, um, with the exception of Rao. No offense. <clears throat> wow. All right. Not one for an 11 on history. Is Oof. it going to be stay my day? Nah. <laughs> no, you just matched me. <laughs> nah. Come on, Zoltana. Our hope is with you. <laughs> all right, let's see. So. So we well, rolled four once. History? 
history, please. Yeah. I don't know ah. why you expected anything more than that. Uh, I don't know if you remember <laughs> that uh, Arch gave me his curse. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I literally yeah. rolled Fuck a one. Twenty. Fuck you, twenty. You just got eleven. Um, no, none of you have any idea what this is. Um, on the elevens. Who knows? Um, on the elevens, like it's not familiar, but you know that there are uh, there are a lot of descriptions of um, races and people from dis uh, from Kino and even from the Earth Dark. Um, there's such a myriad of it that you just there's no way that you'd be able to remember them all. Um, you have no idea what this is at all. I'm not sure who they are or what race they are, but. They seem nice. They want us to come inside. It's cold. Gotcha. All right. Um, and just just loud enough so that anybody who may or may not be within hiding distance uh, hears, we're going to step inside, um, <laughs> I suppose. Squash is gonna abuse the fact that he's actually resistant to cold right now, and he's gonna just kind of sneak around the house and uh, keep an eye out. Okay, roll a perception for me, please. Is your intent to join up with the others and enter the building, or are you just gonna stay outside? I'm gonna try to see if I can find a spot outside where I can actually hear the conversation on the inside. Uh, okay. Underneath a windowsill or something. Yeah, like yeah, if, uh, if if that's impossible, then Squash will probably eventually break in. But like I can, <laughs> I can definitely figure out a way in which I can definitely figure out a way in which you could listen to the conversation, not be inside the building. Don't worry, I can, I can figure that. Out. It's not that's a He's not going to join us and walk in. He specifically is breaking in through the I'm, window. I'm finding the only window that still has glass in it, and I'm breaking it. <laughs> he does the tuck and roll thing, pulls out his crossbow. Nobody move. <laughs> Nobody move. He'll he'll shoot at an inappropriate target again. Poor monarch. Um, on a thirty-one, as you go around the edge of this building, this building is much bigger than you originally anticipated when you first saw it from very far away. As you kind of go around the edge, there are many windows here. Some of them are broken and shattered and everything inside is dark and covered in snow. Or as you pass them, they look like they've been cleaned out looking inside some of the windows you see obvious signs that more than this person lives here a couple of people live here you also see signs of many many desks and many chairs and also in other rooms many 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 beds as you walk around a bit further and you get towards the front of the building you see the pathway that has been kind of cut into this snow and you can tell on your 31 i'm just gonna let you have that because i hate you um you can tell that there are definitely two sets of footprints that have moved away through the snow and have not yet returned in some time. They are much smaller than the footprints of the person that you saw with Rao. As the others enter the building, you listen to them. Are you going to climb up on the roof? Are you going to hide under the windowsill? How, are you, how do you want to hide yourself so that you can listen and not be seen? So in my mind, I'm imagining kind of semi-Vikingy village, i.e. like kind of um, triangular roofs. Yeah. Am I off? So you deducted that this building is square in shape, mm -hmm. but it's obvious that there's a big like empty area in the center. 
Um, yeah. So it's kind of like pointed roof all the way around in this kind of square formation. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think Squash is going to like climb the outside of the house and try to like see if he can get into the like, oh, what do they call it? The the stuff that's like... Eaves? Yeah, like in the eaves, like in the in the in the support beams in the ceiling. I'm I'm going full uh... Ed's Lord character right now. <laughs> I just realized that this is literally what the worst rogue players do. I'm not joining in the conversation. I'm hiding in the roof. Okay. Okay, um, but the thing is, it's useful to do that. <laughs> Full edgelord mode activated. As you climb up onto the roof, the place where you saw that the windows had been broken in, um, as you are now up on the roof, you see this open section, open to the air section, and there are indeed a couple of fires burning here. You can see that there is a fire pit in the middle with a cooking spit over it. This is clearly where someone has been cooking something. And you can smell it. You can still see the fire has been maintained. Like, letting this fire go out would be bad for them. Am I... Um, There are just... Am I looking at something in the the top floor or am I looking down into the house there? Um, at the moment, like you would be looking down into okay. this area. It's just okay. a single story. Yeah. Um, it's a single story building with like the triangular eaves. Yeah. Um, where you think roughly where it is that you found some of the windows that are broken, a part of this roof has collapsed in. It's only a very small collapse and they're in the process of fixing it. But I'm going to say that you could probably sneak your way into that and begin to listen to where the footsteps are and make your way through the eaves. There are places where the eaves kind of stop and it becomes very difficult and you have to use the fact that you're a very light creature who knows what he's doing to cross some of these broken eaves where the the ceiling could very easily collapse. I'm just going to give it as given because I think you have nimble foot or something dumb. Um, So you can make your way towards where you hear all of their footprints um, landing. You can interrupt at any point you want. You are going to be able to listen to this conversation, but I'm going to say that you're hidden so long as you don't make a noise and so long as you don't move. Yes. Okay. Inside the building, there are no torches lit. But as you enter this building straight ahead of you, there is another set of double doors. There are windows either side of this, and you can see the cooking fire that I described before. It's very long. It's a long corridor, and you can see that there are rooms either side of the corridor as you go into this part of the building. The creature has made their way to the edge of this kind of off to the right-hand side. They're at the very end of the corridor, and you see them entering the room at the end. You see that they have taken off their coat and hung it on some of the pegs that are nearer to the door. You can see that there is at least four pegs here that are used frequently. The others are covered in dust and debris but two of them are clean and empty one of them also has a smaller jacket on it following yeah i guess yeah uh cautiously the three of you... <laughs> sneaky sneaky well just keeping an <laughs> eye it... out for you know rogue uh blogs on rope um dark holes <laughs> holes. i would like you to make an investigation check please okay 32. I want to set your mind at ease. There is nothing here. Okay, there's no buzz saws attached to there's a tripwire. There's no wire. buzz saws. There are no pressure sensors in the ground. The floor itself is um, 
made of like this very uh, like light coloured stone. This has clearly been imported and very well maintained. Um, you can see off to the left hand side the path that you didn't take. That's all dusty and covered in debris. But the right hand side where you're following this person along, the ground has clearly been looked after and cleaned. Um, this is part of the building that they are clearly using, where the other side they are not. Um, as you get towards the end of this, you note from looking around, there is nothing in the ceiling. There is nothing in the floor. There are no hidden things. The rooms that you pass are just closed. You can't see into them, but they don't appear to have traps or anything attached to them on your 32 as you're walking through. Is this like a schoolhouse? Yes, it is. Making a mental note of that for later. You're welcome. As you make your way towards the end of this corridor, um, as you reach the room that your new companion, your new friend, your new acquaintance, your new enemy, maybe, um, as you reach there, you notice that the corridor goes off to the left as it con- continues down like the si- that side of the building. You can see that in there, there are a couple of more doors that have been like left ajar and are clearly being used by other people. The room that they've entered, however, has a bed. It has a desk and a few chairs. From looking around this, you can see this is clearly their room. The bed has been custom made and much bigger than what you would expect for, you know, someone like um, Lafian or or Ral. This room has been made for them. Everything is that little bit bigger. But they also have some smaller chairs for their other guests, the other people that live here. Um, You know at least one person, one jacket at least is smaller. The table is covered in like little pieces of cloth and you can see tiny, very delicate, well, big, if you would be squashing in this room, big but delicate cups and what looks like a like a little tea kettle um, with a little cosy thing on top of it. You can see that there are blankets and blankets and blankets and blankets on top of this bed to keep out the cold. There's a tiny little curtain which is over the windows. Um, this one was open and in fact the one that Rao saw. They sit down on the edge of the bed and they gesture for you to take the remaining chairs. Well, we'll go and sit close to the fire. Yeah, fuck it. Um, in the corner of the room, there is a fireplace. Well, there's a cooking fire in any sense, right? Is this that room? There's a cooking fire. Um, no, so... Oh, okay. At the very centre of this building, much like in the prison where you had that really big open area mm-hmm. open to the sky, that's where the cooking stuff is. Like, they aren't letting snow build up in here uh. um, and then doubling that up with by making it the cooking place. But there could definitely be um, a, a chimney stack in here. Um, there is definitely heat in here. Um, but it looks like the chimney stack itself doesn't go straight upwards. It looks like it funnels like through the side of the building um, and just continues along the length, providing heat to the rest of the building without venting the smoke in that area. Um. Hmm. So what brings you here? You can see that they're still shaking a little bit from the cold, just trying to get warm again. We're supposed to be tested, I think. Um, Roll, I can understand what you're saying. Careful. <laughs> Gonna get a headache like I did. I didn't say what. Could it be math? Could it be... <laughs> I think we're in the right places. We're gonna be tested on that. Um. Give me a moment. Are you from... You're from here? 
No, 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 no. I'm from a place in Kino. I've traveled far to, well, I was trying to travel to Discora, but. And you see them point at Zoltana and Lafian. But life had different plans for us. I just need to check out one spell. I think it's called Tongues. Yep. But I might be wrong. Or it might be Comprehend Language. I don't remember which. Comprehend is the reading one. Tongues is the speaking. You see them reach under the bed and they pull out this very old tome. Um, It's a cloth-covered book. Um, The cloth itself is like this very dark pink colour with tiny little pieces of now-faded gold embroidery. You see them open it up and in it is just filled with runes and spells and treaties and words. And it looks like a mixture between a diary and a spell book as they begin to pick and pick through the pages, they find one, and you see them reading from it. And then they look up at you. You see the runes that are were previously hidden now begin to glow a little bit on their chest or on their back or on the sides of their arms a little. And then once the spell is complete, they disappear. And then Sultana and Lafin, you're able to understand. Oh, nice. Um, and uh, she says... This will probably be much easier for all of you. Oh, yes, wonderful. And for me, too, yes. It's been a while since I cast magic. Oh. No, I don't come from here. I come from Kino. Uh, What are you? You mentioned a test. I'm afraid the school, it was, there was a school. There wasn't a, it wasn't a school when we arrived here, but there is, there was. <laughs> no, I think it's something there else. Be. Well, I was. You were trying to get to Discora, why? There were things happening in Kino that we were unhappy with. Uh, we were going to meet with someone in Discora to talk about the treaty. Perhaps we could see past it for the greater good, but certains of my magic went awry. <laughs> we came across the... We, uh, we got stranded here. It's for maybe the best. I got stranded here, uh, at least. Yes. Are you, you can make treaties with Kino? Are you in charge there? You're important? Many, many years passed before Baracus. Baracus was in charge when I left, at least. Nice guy, but weak-willed. He was not my choice. And uh, I'm not important, or maybe I was. I don't know if I was important. Are you important? Did Kythea mention Baracus to me? I don't remember. I don't think so. Okay, I need to be very... There's a very fine line. I need to be careful of what I know versus what Mm -hmm. my different characters know. That's fine. I was coming as a representative, someone who already had Kino's best interests at heart. Maybe change the treaties? But 
my ship got blown off course and accidents happened. Magic happens. Happened. Yes. So now I'm here. Hmm. You, you may be happy to know then that those things are in the works. Sort of. You see her smile. Um, she's kind of like stopped shaking now and she looks, she looks more content, I guess. We, um, are very involved in a lot of things that are going on with Kino and the greater world at large. Um, and yet you find yourselves here. We're looking for something. A place, we think. We heard stories of this being the continent where the Sentinels first touched down. We're looking for that location. We think there may be something there relevant to our test. You see her eyes flick from side to side as if she's looking for something in her memory, just thinking visually. And then she stops and looks up at you and she says, I'm sorry, Sentinel. I I know many existences. I don't know Sentinels. I'm sorry. Perhaps, perhaps my daughter can help you with this. She has a firmer grip on this existence than I do. <laughs> and you see her eyes flash purple. She said she will be here soon. You speak of this existence as if you've dwelled in others. Have you been to other realms, other planes? The stalking? <sighs> She looks sad, and she looks down, and um, she says, Dwelled? No. <laughs> New magic sometimes go wrong, very wrong, and now I don't remember which existence is this one. Mine. Real? Where I belong, really. Do you wield wild magics? She shakes her head. No, but there are magics that we theorize. Some of us, some of me. <laughs> that there is a, if this world was created by the gods, they must have gone through magics. And some of us tried to warp the will of the gods and tap into this magic ourselves. We think there is a spell that can change reality. I tried it. It didn't go the way I planned. I saw more existences than I ever. Huh. 
that people will learn from what I did one day. That, that, yeah, that's not something I would have uh, tampered Magic with is personally, scary. but... I picked up a rock one time and it caught on fire and the fire got bigger. Almost and then you us. almost killed me, yes. I remember this one fondly. <laughs> Magic is scary. <laughs> Everything is scary. If we don't venture into the unknown, we never learn new things. Hmm? And she kind of smiles. At that moment, you hear more footsteps coming from the end of the corridor. Like, down the inhabited area, you hear these, like, clunk, clunk, clunk. This is the footfalls of someone who is definitely heavier than Lafian. Maybe about the same, like, weight to, like, the Zultana would have. Um, beef. Someone who would... Yeah, beef. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> As they make their way down the corridor, um, you see this uh, orcish woman just, like, lean in. And she kind of smiles at the lot of you, and she says, "Hello, hello. What, uh, what are you doing here?" Um, F- first off, can you understand us if we're speaking common? Yeah, I. Uh, she let me know. Tongues, tongues it is. Great. We're here for a test, but not math, right? Hopefully, we never introduced math. ourselves. Right. I hope it's not math. Yeah, that would that would be good. Uh, so that's uh, Elza, that's mum. Right. It's uh, Urog. I'm gonna need that in spelling. U R O G. Urog. Yeah, he is our OG. You're right. He is. Urog. Aethor, no. get out. Worst Uruk. one. I th- no. Fuck you guys. That was Please. funny. I deserve an inspiration. At least one <laughs> pat on the back. Hmm. Um, my name is Lafian Dathradir. These are my companions. Hand gestures. Hi. 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 This what? is the part where you give you your name. Hi. Come on. I'm Ra. <laughs> I'm uh, Ra. Zaltana. Zaltana. All right. You're very good at the cool. accent on that. Very good. Zaltana. Was- <laughs> ah. Uh, there are some languages that are like based on intonations and stuff. So, um, apologies if I get them wrong. I'm, uh, anyway. Um, all right. So, three of you, some sort of test. You want to know something about sentinels and touching down and stuff? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, basically. Well, uh, nail on the head. There's a library wing here that's kind of filled with some creatures I'd rather not go into. There might be a map or two in there that might help you out if you want to come give me ad. There's a library with creatures in it. Yeah, yeah. I've got it well boarded up. Uh, nothing's getting in, nothing's getting out. But uh, if you want more information about this place, this is probably probably your best bet in there. Can I get uh, Can I get an aura read on that? Sure. Is this is this a setup? Well, it's a setup for summit. It's either a setup for a punchline or a setup for an assassination, and I don't like either. <laughs> Although I'm hoping it's the punchline. Uh, Nineteen insight. Their aura reads pretty straightforward to you. Okay. Any information on what the creatures are? Do we know what they are? Where they came from? Uh, <laughs> like, look, 
they're like yay big and they hold and like hold their hands apart like you know shoulder 30 center yeah shoulder width thank you about shoulder width for an orc uh-huh. <laughs> about shoulder width wide um and they're like yeah so they're kind of rats about this big uh they've got like freaky tails and stuff Raw holds up to you <laughs> about that big or a little bit bigger <laughs> oh but that's small that's real cool what Yes, Tio. Doesn't matter right now. Let's 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 get your thing done. Brawly grabs we'll, Tio's we'll hand and does a little wave. <laughs> <laughs> Tio does the thing where they balance on their back feet and they wave the other hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> their, their little wings flutter flutter a little bit. Uh, a little, little bit bigger than that. A little bit bigger. Uh, not too much. Not too much though. Um, I think they're kind of nesting in there while you know winter comes. It came a little bit early this year. I don't really know why. Probably something to do, you know, with the blood rain and all that good shit. Um, so, yeah. Probably very bad for the weather, yes. Uh, blood rain and all that. Yeah, there's like a nest of them or something in there and I, I'd rather not go. I mean, I don't need to go in there. I mean, I'm still learning if I can from mummy, so I, I don't need the books right now, so. So you're both spellcasters? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Hers is a little more stolen than mine. Mom, stop it. Stolen? How does one steal magic? That's a really long story that's kind of a little bit personal. If you don't I barely know you. I barely know your name is Lafian Raul and Zaltana. So, like, (laughs) that's all I've got, really. Um, okay. Uh, well, you seem to be on the up and up as... People say it these days. Um, I'm all for going into a library if there's information to be gained, especially since we kind of need to figure out where the fuck we're going. Um, and like Lafayette kind of is like looking at the windows. You already read the <laughs> books you've got? I. That was fast. Are you addressing me or them? You. You don't need more books. We just got books. Raul, I'm a very fast reader. I haven't even started. Have I? I can't remember. I don't think I started. <laughs> I don't think I started. Before we get too much further, maybe um, feed you up? Get you somewhere to stay. There's plenty of beds. If you want to put your things somewhere and sort yourselves out and get comfortable uh, and she, like, she kind of like rolls her shoulders and you can hear like the cracking as like if she moves everything I'm just going to get some sleep that's alright mum I'll, I'll bring you some soup and some tea in a bit don't you worry we got this all under control didn't we folks didn't we didn't we sure I, sure I think I'd rather get things done Sooner than later, we're on a time crunch. Well, you've got to make sure you look after yourselves in this environment, because if you don't, you can't afford to starve and you can't afford to get cold. So, uh, I've already climbed. Well, if you the, want to go straight there now, it's entirely up to you. I've already climbed the tallest mountain in the world. I don't think there's much more that this landscape can give me for a surprise. <laughs> oh, you've you clearly not been in gear very long, have you? No, we just got here. Uh, dealt with some trees that were trying yeah. to, you know. I figured, I figured. Well, come on then, I'll take you to the library if you don't want to stop for food or kibble or nothing. So. We'll eat after a job well done. 
least you don't have to chop the trees for wood. They just kind of give it to you. <laughs> All right. That was a complete surprise when I walked through that. Me and mum were just like, like at this point, um, <laughs> Aurora's like begun walking away and um, uh, Elazar has like pulled the blankets up over themselves. They haven't taken their clothes off, just pulled like the nearest blanket up. Um, they seem to be out like a light. Um, they're very, very sleepy. I can't communicate with Squash to get Squash in here because I can't see him for me to telepathically say stuff. But he can hear you. Yes, yeah, but I, I, you don't I don't want to say weird yeah. things and then Urog be like, is this a setup? <laughs> oh, it's a setup. Stab. It's a setup, mate. Get him. And then like all the other invisible creatures come up. <laughs> I can see them. I <laughs> they were double invisible. Double invisible. Double super Shit. invisible. They were hiding in the stalking. For Fuck the you. initiative. Um, stab, 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 stab. Um, step, 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 so step. are they leaving the room and the uh, elderly elephant lady is staying, staying around? Correct, yes. Hmm. They are headed towards another part of the building. They're actually, um, the three of you, uh, Lafia and Ryle and Sultana, you're heading back the way that you came. Um, so you're heading back towards the entrance and Urog, your new guide, is taking you through that area that has been dilapidated and fallen down. Hmm. Um, you said I saw two sets of footprints away from the house. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to let them leave, and then once they are out of the room, I'm going to climb down and wake up the elephant lady. Okay, that sounds like next episode's problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Hello. There you are. Where Where am I? I'm not certain. It's me, Elazar. Hello. Uh, there, I had to say something to you now. Let's see, there is a... Uh, my old eyes can't quite read this. Uh, let's see. Uh, call to action, give away. Yes, yes, yes. At the end of next week, there will be details on how to enter... There's a giveaway. Oh, that's exciting, isn't it? I wonder what we can get. Can I enter? Maybe I can. Right. Okay. So next week will be details of the giveaway. Oh, oh. And thank you so much to Bless White Tiger which is a lovely Patreon supporter for my name, Elazar. Did you come up with my name? Well, thank you so much, Bless White Tiger. That is, that is ever so kind of you. (laughs) Very well. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to uh, this program. Uh, And uh, I think I'm about to go lie down again. My old bones need quite a lot of rest, you know. Um, Take care, everyone, and get comfortable. I'm sure there are other lovely things coming after this babble fest that I'm doing. All right. Uh, Goodbye now. 
In a world where adventure awaits and danger lurks around every corner, an unlikely group of friends find themselves on the path to becoming heroes. But school will only get them halfway. Merlin, the human warlock barber guy. Oh god, no, I gotta buff his butt! No! Can I refuse business? Ubo, the turtle artificer. Well, it doesn't work yet, but uh, I'm working on it. Ultrex, the discarded warforged paladin. I don't eat or sleep or wear clothes, so I just sit in the corner and wait. And Clyde, the Goliath barbarian in skinny jeans. They're called skinny pelts, okay? Find us on iTunes or wherever you download your podcast by searching for Halfway to Heroes. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.